Let's go into the Word of God. I have been speaking to us about faith and, and, and faith, you know, living faith. Living faith. We, we act according to the Word of God. And I've been giving you a lot of scriptures and I want to give you another few more today um, because I just, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. And, and we, we my, the desire of, of my heart is that we have people that will go out and stand for the faith knowing where they are standing upon, knowing what is behind the things that I'm speaking about. It's very easy to have people in church that do not know what it's all about. And to have people who only say, I am a Christian but have no faith. Because faith is just another religious term and label that we put upon ourselves or that our parents gave us or that we use to distinguish ourselves from the other labels. It was very interesting uh, in the office one time when people started talking about faith and religion. And there were some people that suddenly, because they did not want to be identified by the other religion, that was seen as a problematic religion at the moment, started saying they were Christian. I said, you, a Christian, with the things you say about church, against the church, how can you say you are a Christian? And they were only using that label because they did not want to be identified with the other guy who had a lot of beards. <laughs> and then you know which other religion that is. You know? And and so 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 but our faith is based upon the word of God. Amen. Amen. It is alive and alive. It is not dead. Our faith. Is, is living. And so Jude chapter 20 says, build yourselves on your most holy faith. Build yourself. You must build yourself on your most holy faith. And in the last weeks I've given you nine things and today I want to dive into the tenth one. Number one, I said our faith means that we, it talks, comes from the fact that we are persuaded. I am persuaded. Number two, it is a place in which I have my confidence. My confidence is in God. It is in His Word. It is the substance or the conviction of the things that we hope for. It is the absolute dependence upon the, and reliance in the Word of God and of Christ. I just make that emphasis. Number five, it is... The full surrender and the yieldedness and obedience to the truth. Number six, it is a trust that is holy and unreserved in the faithfulness of God. So he was singing, faithful God, I, I am holy, unreserved, unashamed, putting my trust in this God that is faithful. And... It is to give oneself to a new way of life. So when you were not born again, you lived a particular way of life. When you become born again, you live a different way of life. A life that is holy and trusting in God. Number eight, I said it is an attribute of God and the restored man. 
that comes together to bring things into existence. Things that are not become because you have spoken. So thou shalt decree a thing, you shall declare a thing, and it shall be given to you because there is a combination of a man that has been restored who can now connect with the living God and begin to speak things. Like God said, let there be light and there was light. Let there be animals and there were animals. You know, God just spoke and things became. Let there be the big bang and there was a big bang and then evolution started. God spoke and it was so. <laughs> bringing things that are not into existence. You know, like in one of the cases, you know, the, the, the doctors were starting to declare that these babies are going to die. And he said, dry bones will live again. Just declared it. And the doctor looks at you and says, you're crazy. A few weeks later, those bones are being told to walk out of hospital. Because we declare things that are not as though they are. They were. Huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody's been listening. Number nine, this is the whole body of the revealed truth. That you anchor yourself on the revealed truth. And so what is truth? And today I want to talk about the last one of those of, of, the, of faith, which is coming out of the word pisteo. Pisteo, the Greek word pisteo. And the last meaning I want you to get is, is joyful faith, which is an acceptance of Christ as a substitute for sin. <coughs> Our Savior, whereby we receive particular things. And, and we are joyful in the fact that we have a substitute for, for us. Where we should have been nailed and said, this one deserves to die. The substitute, Jesus Christ, has taken a place and said, this one must live. This one must have salvation. It's the substitute place that Jesus Christ takes for us. The, the just for the unjust. Jesus, who had no sin, went up upon the cross and bore our sins and our iniquities. Where we were supposed to have been condemned, he went up and says, I take their condemnation. Therefore, no one else can be condemned if they believe in me. There is therefore no condemnation for those that are in He is the substitute. And, and it is an acceptance that Jesus has taken this place. You know, my, 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 my two brothers or, or, or three brothers that have preached um, on the subject earlier on have talked about, you know, that, that you know, our, our faith is not upon some fanciful stuff. That it is upon an unlimited power of God. And this unlimited power of God brings us into rights and responsibilities, right? Those of you that were there, if you have not been there, you know what? No, don't worry. We have all the sermons on YouTube and also on, on SoundCloud. 
So you can go look for AGP Wageningen on YouTube and you can listen to the sermons of the last four weeks and you will get the messages. But you can also go back several years and you can find even more. Amen. Amen. So don't get bored and start watching all kinds of things in your room because you because you feel oh I have nothing to do. Just tune into AGP Wageningen and you can hear sermons for the last decade. And some of that stuff is still good. I was listening to one of them about the immutability of God's promises. Oh man, that brother preached. And now he's he's a big director in Morocco. But he was preaching here about the immutability of God's promises. That God's promises do not mutate. They stay the same. They do not change. They stay the same. He, he, he had to, he has declared it by himself because he's a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his promises are immutable. Oh, the brother preached. You can find it on YouTube and, 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 and you can be blessed. Amen. And, and so Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and being the same, we can accept him to be in charge of all things. He was there before you were born. He will be there after you are dead. In fact, I am looking forward to the day I will be like he is. And sit with him in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. We must go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, let's go to heaven. Go to heaven. Don't go to hell. Because if you're not being heaven, you'll be in hell. It's not a threat, it's reality. But let's go to heaven. Why? Because Jesus has given us everything that we need to go. He has paid the price. That ticket is already paid. You don't need to do anything more because Jesus has already paid the ticket. All you, the only thing you need to do is accept the ticket. Amen. Amen. Let's accept the ticket. So I know some of you are homesick already after two weeks. If I were to give you a ticket and say, go home for a weekend, what do you need to do? Get the ticket and go for a weekend just to go home. Where? Home Africa. Just, just, just a ticket. All you need to do is take it. And you go and you come back. But if you don't take it, even though I've paid the price, it's your own loss. Maybe disappointed you didn't take it, but it's paid. Heaven's way is paid. Amen. Amen. Jesus has paid it for you and me. Yes. And so we need to accept it. And the, the thing about, about faith is that it's a, about this, this aspect is it is a joyful faith. It is a joyful trust. I trust it in joy. Why? Because what I should have been going to doom, but now I am going to a blessing. So I must be joyful. I should be dying, but now I'm living. I should be failing, but now I'm succeeding. I should be, I should be rotting, but now I'm regenerating into a new life. It, I, I have to accept it with joy. Amen. Amen. When they said I wouldn't make it, his word says nothing is impossible. So I should accept it with gladness. 
that I have a God who never fails. I have a God who's going to help me to succeed. I have a God who's going to help me to walk through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He will be with me. His staff and His rod, they will protect me. They will help me through and bring me still to pastures green and table plenty. So even though I may be in the shadow of death, I can still be joyful in accepting that Jesus is my shield and my banner. Hallelujah. Amen. And so there are various things that we receive when we accept His substitute place for our sin and His substitute place as a Savior. Number one, it is salvation. So Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, this is important. There is salvation in no other name. Under heaven, that has been given to men. There are many names by which people claim salvation. But there is no... Sal salvation is not in any other name. But the name of? Jesus. Come on, I need to hear that. The name of? Jesus. It's not in the name of Farai. It's not in the name of RCCG. It's not in the name of Amazing Grace. It's not in the name of Dutch Reformed Church. It is in the name of? Jesus. Come on, some of you are not convinced. It's not in the name of Prophet XYZP. It is in the name of? Jesus. It's not in the name of the university. It's not in the name of the mayor. It is in the name of? Jesus. It's not in the name of dad and mom and brother and sister. You know, yes, that rich brother of yours. It is in the name of? Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Very important for you to remember that we are saved because of that name. His name is Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, Redeemer, Velosa, Redder. Our salvation is in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. For by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. It's not of works. That's why Jesus is our substitute. It's not of our works lest we should boast. If salvation was because you've worked very hard. Some of you lazy people will not go to heaven. It's not of your works. You cannot work enough to take you to heaven. It is a free gift of God in the name of Jesus Christ. All you need to do is believe Him and begin to follow Him and obey Him. And, and for we are His workmanship, created in Jesus Christ, unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We can only walk in them when we have believed. Amen. Amen. Number, number two, it is a fulfill, it is the access, sorry, it is the access into grace. What we receive when we allow Him to be our Savior and our substitute is a access into grace. So Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 2 says, We have been justified by faith. We have also peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2 then says, by whom also, by whom, by Jesus Christ also, we have access by faith. So all the promises 
We talk about, we have accessed them by faith into His grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Our access is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We enter in through Jesus Christ. We are able to walk in the blessing and live in the blessing through Jesus Christ. And, and you must come to live in the blessing, not in miracles. Huh? Miracles are for, for the occasional situation where you are stuck. But we must not always be looking for a miracle. We must be looking for the blessing. Amen. Because we have access into His grace. Amen. Amen. Your default position must be, I live by grace. I live in His grace. I'm in His blessing, in the blessedness of God's love, in the goodness of God's mercy. And then when you fail the statistics course, you can pray for a miracle. When the husband suddenly does not know how to cook, you can pray for a miracle. But everything else must be, I am in the grace of God, because Jesus Christ is my access. He is my access. Number three. Number three is, is we have the fulfillment of promises. When we accept Jesus as our substitute for our sin and as our Savior, we have the fulfillment of promises. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says that you be not slothful. I, I picked this out and give you all the context, but read Hebrews chapter 6. But verse 12 then says, But as followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises we inherit the promises through faith many of us have promises they say ah, i believe in god's promise either from the word or maybe from one pastor who prayed for you i don't know but you have some promise those promises are come come to fulfillment when we are able to connect them in christ not connect them in the name of farai but connect them in the name of jesus christ amen, amen. Because there are some that only know the pastor more than they know Jesus Christ. It must be the other way. Tell your neighbor, it must be Christ first. Number four. We also then receive His righteousness. We receive His righteousness. And this of Abraham. Once Abraham had accepted the goodness of God in his life, he had accepted God. Abraham was then, it was then accounted to him as righteousness. And so Paul tells us in, 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 in Romans chapter 4 that also us should have our faith bring us to that place where our faith is what will be called to us as being upright, having right standing with God, righteousness. Righteousness is having a right standing with God. I am obedient to the Lord. I follow what the Lord is saying I should do. I trust God and I believe in Him. That's righteousness. I live a life that shows that I am walking with God. That's righteousness. And it's a life of faith. Amen. Amen. And so when we have Jesus standing in our place for us, you don't have to fear or worry anymore because He is our righteousness. Amen. Amen. And so Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, 5 to 9 talks about this and Philippians chapter 3 verse 9 says Paul says I want to be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law but that which 
is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. I want to be found in Him. Having His righteousness. Why? Because Jesus is righteous. Christ is righteous. So I want to be found in Him. I want to know Him. I want to get to understand Him. I want to be so connected and so linked with Jesus Christ that when people will look at me, they will see Christ in me. And when they are seeing Christ in me, they will say, Righteous one. This one is a righteous one. See, have you ever had, I, mean, I don't know if anybody has ever had this experience, that people that want to do something that they know this one is, is, is really not something that should be done. And they say, well, let's leave him out. Let's leave him out. He, he cannot be seen doing this. And you think, why are they excluding me? They're excluding you because you're righteous. They're excluding you because they know there is a spirit inside of you and that is the spirit of God. It cannot interact with some of the things that they want to do. And then you go around, oh man, my colleagues left me out. They left you out because you're righteous. Yeah. Unless you're not righteous, they will call you. Yeah. Take you right into a dungeon in a nightclub. Party all night over drugs with you. And then you come out saying, praise the Lord, and you don't even know which way is home. <laughs> But when you are righteous, they will leave you out because they know there's something different yes. in inside. That's, that's what Paul was saying here. I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness. I should not have to tell him, the Bible says, or my church says, do not drink. My colleagues just, just know Farah is not going to drink with us. They are already ordering cola for me before the, 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 the waiter comes. <laughs> because they know he's not going to taste it. It's slow. And they will not eat, they just, they just know. They don't even know what RCCG believes about drinking, they don't. But they just know that this guy is so into Christ, he's just not going to do that. They will order me transport to go home when they want to party all night long, because they know I'm not going to do that. They just know. They make provision for it well in advance. You hear what I'm saying? Because I've, I've lived and I'm, I'm going to live my faith. Be found in Him. Amen. Amen. And oh my God, I enjoy my time with my colleagues. Because when they are with me, we do good stuff. Amen. Amen. I'm good influence to them. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So it's not only the other way. It's about what is the influence you have on your colleagues. We... Number next one is sonship. I will not talk much about sonship because Raymond did a good job on that already. Uh, okay, he's gone. He's looking after baby today. Oh, I love it when fathers look after babies. I once preached with my son, and uh, one brother went back to Ghana and wrote me back and said, "Pastor, thank you for having preached with your son." Uh, typically, they would have said, "Give us your son. You cannot be standing at the pulpit with your son." But it has taught me to stand with my wife. You know, he's, he's now following me religiously on Facebook because it just changed his life. You know what? I just preached with my son. Son is crying. Mom's tired. Just took my son and said, I'm going to preach with him. The ushers ran up. No, no, leave me. I'm going to preach with him. Why? Because I'm just living my faith. Amen. Amen. I'm not doing something religious. I'm living Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. 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 
We need to break away from religion. Because a lot of things are just religion. But here, I want to be found in Him. I want to be a son. Galatians 3, verse 25 to 29. The next one is, 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 is healing. We receive healing. Healing in all kinds of things. Healing from all kinds of things. James chapter 5, verse 15 to 16 says, The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. Some of you need to confess your faults and you will be healed. Amen. Amen. Because sometimes you stay sick because you are continuing in that which is wrong. Sometimes you need to confess to someone that you may be healed. And it and, and says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, but it is a prayer of faith. And faith, when we come with this faith, our sickness is exchanged for healing. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter 2, verse 24, it says, Who is his own self? Bear our sins. He is our substitute for sins. In his own body on the tree or on the cross. That we being dead to sins should live out to righteousness. By whose stripes we are healed. By whose stripes we are healed. There is something significant about those stripes and the healing. Because the stripes represent the different kinds of diseases. He was whipped a certain number of times. And they, 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 they find that the number of times he was whipped correlates to the number of categories of diseases. He was whipped with a three-quarter whip. And every time it cut him. And then he was whipped and he was whipped. Those 39 different strokes that ended up on his back are talking about the different types of diseases and different kinds of sicknesses that could ever be. And he says, by his stripes, you were healed. You were already healed. That's why we must accept him as a substitute. He is already our healing. Amen. He's already our healing. You were already healed. And, and he says, you know, he already bore your sins so that you can receive that healing. Amen. Amen. And, and so we need to come to that place where we are able to connect with the healing grace that is there. But it's a joyful acceptance of what he has done. Number, the next one is eternal life. He has given us eternal life. John chapter 3, verse 15 to 18 says, is a, is a key common scripture that we should have. You know, when we believe in Jesus Christ, whoever believes in Him, go to verse 15. Go to verse, okay, yeah, okay. Here. Whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. And verse 16. These people here are born again. These ones here. You know it by heart. Oh, you know it by heart. Yeah. Please switch it off so that these ones can say it. For God said, I love the Lord. So we, we, we believe, and, and, and you know, we should have perished, but He has given us eternal life just by believing. 
And the last one I want to give you today is answers to every prayer. Answers to every prayer. You see, because when we call upon Him, He says, Whoever calls upon me will not be ashamed. Romans chapter 10. Whosoever calls upon Him, go to verse 11. Scripture says, Whosoever believes on Him shall not be ashamed. Whenever we believe on Jesus, believe on Him, we will not be ashamed. He is a good substitute. He is a good substitute. He is that kind of substitute who comes in to the match when the match is down and, and scores all the goals that you need to win the match. He's that kind of substitute that takes you from being in the, in the point of being excluded and brings you again to be included. He is our substitute and we can trust that when we call on Him, when we pray to Him, He will answer us. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. And, and it says, And ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. God is such a good God, that He knows how to give us good things. Amen. And when we ask of Him, even when we ask to say, Lord, fill me up with the Holy Spirit, He will give you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When we ask God, give me bread, He will give you bread. He will give you bread. He's not going to give you a stone. He knows how to give us good things. Heaven is good. It's beautiful. I'm looking forward to going to heaven. I'm not even looking forward to living to a hundred times. I want to live short life and go and be in heaven. <laughs> Looking at my wife. <laughs> but you know, I want to live a good life and go to be in heaven because heaven is, it's a place where I look forward to be. But Jesus has made sure that before we come to heaven, we can enjoy life here on earth. Amen. Amen. And we need Christians that enjoy their life here on earth. Amen. I need somebody who, who, who can enjoy every day of their lives. And the way to enjoy every single day of your life is to live by faith. Yeah. Is to live by faith. If you don't live by faith, Christianity is boring. Christianity is dull. You will die drinking painkillers. But when you live by faith, God intervenes into situations. God gives you sleep at night. When you live by faith, God makes things that are impossible to be possible. That's why you can do some things quickly where people have said, we don't think you will make it, but you make it. That's why you get healed in three weeks instead of three months. That's why when people were about to write on the death certificate, dead, things changed around. They say, ah, wait, let's see what's happening. And now they write, alive, yeah. go back home. Amen. It's faith that does that. Where people are ready to close your chapter and you lift up your head and say, I'm not done yet. It's faith. I need you, church, to rise up with me. I need somebody to pray and say, God, strengthen my faith. Help me, Lord, when I, when I look into your word, let my faith become strong. You see, the people that know their God, the Bible says, they shall do great things. They shall do exploits. 
The only exploits they will do are because they live by faith. The people that are going to enjoy coming to church are a people of faith. Hallelujah. The people that go out and tell other people about what God has done are a people of faith. And I need you to be a, pe a person of faith. Amen. Amen. So pray and say, God, let my faith be living. In the name of Jesus. I want